All right, welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. I'm your host, Jackson Keebler. Um, I got a lot of articles I'm going to talk about today, um, so I'm going to be kind of all over the place, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get started. Now, I just can't believe that it is September already, um, being September 1st. Uh, my son just started school. He was super excited about that, and it's crazy. I just can't wait for fall. I'm done with summer, so yay, September. Now, the first one, uh, first thing I want to talk about, it's not really an article. Uh, the new Spider-Man preview just came out. Um, I, I liked... Um, Tom Holland's first two, I thought they were fun, Homecoming and uh, Far From Home, um, but this one looks a little, it looks a little confusing because you're bringing in Doctor Strange and past villains, and uh, I've heard and read where there's going to be like a Spider-Man multiverse, I guess, like they did with uh, DC and The Flash. Um, I don't know, it just gets a little confusing for me. Uh, when the, when the Tobey Maguire's came out, by Spider-Man 3, you were dealing with multiple villains, and it's I really just kind of miss, miss the days of just, like, Spider-Man versus so-and-so, you know, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, but then you have all these other villains at one time. So, and Spider-Man 3 had, what, Venom and Sandman, and uh, I just wanted to see, you know... Spider-Man versus Venom. Um, so hopefully uh, that's that might get in the works. But uh, anyway, check it out. There's a new Spider-Man preview on IMDb. I think it comes out in uh, this Christmas, but don't quote me. But since we're uh, talking about Spider-Man... Um, anyway, so since we're talking about Spider-Man, I was uh, cruising Shop Goodwill. And um, whenever I, I get bored, I just randomly search something. So I randomly searched Spider-Man just out of curiosity. And let's see here. Here it is. I came across uh, the sealed copy of the 1982 Atari 2600 version of the game by uh, Parker Brothers. Um, here the tagline reads, Rare 1982 Spider-Man video game sealed Parker Brothers. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man was not a rare game. Um, in any way, shape, or form. Right now, it's at $133, and there's a there's another day left on the auction. A copy of this graded the same game graded. I think it went off at Heritage Auctions for some, some ridiculous price. So I guess that's why this one's costing so much. Um, I actually have that game for my 2600, and um, it's an underrated game, but it, it's definitely not going to be worth the the t almost $200 that I guess someone's going to pay for it. The great thing about the the one that they're selling on a Shop Goodwill is um, it has the original uh, Toys R Us sticker. And the original price uh, was $2.99. So there you go. If you want a, a sealed Atari game, go check that out. And I've been watching a lot of documentaries recently. Um, I kind of go through phases. And I just came across this one. Um... It's called Batman and Bill, and it came out in 2017. Uh, the, the the whole gist of the story is uh, this writer, Mark Nobleman, he goes on the he writes this book, and he's on this quest to um, see that 
Bill Finger got credit along with Bob Kane for Batman because um, he he was basically a co-creator um, and he wrote uh, I think he I think he wrote Batman all, well into the '60s. Um, I never knew about this story. Um, it, I'm just finding out because of this documentary. I just assumed uh-huh, Bob Kane, that's the guy who cre- created Batman. Um, but he was kind of a jerk about it. I mean, you know, he's he's going to be a villain in the story. Um, not trying to give Bill Finger credit. So anyway, it's a great documentary. Um, I enjoyed it. Check it out. It kind of... I, I knew the story about Siegel and Schuster, how they got screwed on their copyright, but I didn't I didn't know um, the same kind of thing happened with Batman. Anyway, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Uh, Batman and Bill. Now this article, I, I talked about this previously on the podcast. I forget which episode. Um, but I just came across this article on Nintendo Life um, that a Metroid Prime 2D uh, fan game has been forced to shut down. Um, I think, I think, uh, originally they, um, Nintendo issued a cease and desist or was going to, um, there's no surprise here that you would, you know, make a a fan homebrew game and then have a company like Nintendo shut you down. They're not, they're not really into homebrew games. And so anyway, TMSCU, they're forced to take down the game with the soundtrack, um, it looks like a great game. I saw one demo, but if you're going to do something like this, just call it something else, um, other than Metroid, because the minute you start slapping Nintendo names on, uh, even if it's a homebrew or fan game, you know, Nintendo's going to come after you because that's their IP and they are very, very, very touchy about that. And another article I came across, uh, where was this? Kotaku? Yeah. Um, Lance Barr, the uh, industrial designer for the NES and SNES, is retiring. Um, I don't know how old he was. Looking at the article. He was at, he was at Nintendo for 39 years. Wow. Huh. Well, I mean, his age isn't important. But anyway, um, so, I mean, just... Those two systems are so iconic, just just the colors and the shape. You just know right away it's a Nintendo. Um, the Famicom systems, oh my god, they were ugly. Just so ugly. And uh, so to, to see these uh, systems get redesigned uh, were, was much needed, I guess, for the U.S. market. The only way I would buy, though, the original... Um, cartridge loading Nintendo is um, get one of the top loaders um, that's the only way I would I would go back and actually buy a Nintendo and I'm not about to open Pandora's box because I don't want to start collecting cartridges and all that crap so anyway um, yeah Lance Barr retiring hopefully he has a very happy retirement and last but not least dun, 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 fuck you Zelda 2 I beat it Oh, it was a grind, but I did it, and it's out of my hair. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to record it for my YouTube channel, but more and more, I just I'm getting more frustrated. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I might move on and try to play like uh, Zelda: Link to the Past. Um, 
I just sold my collector's edition, um, Zelda collector's edition for GameCube. I was thinking about trying Ocarina of Time again, um, but I'm I'm awaiting payment on that. Uh, that reminds me, I gotta look into that. So uh, I might just put Zelda down for a while and just I don't know what game would be next, but we'll see. And I just came across another documentary on Hulu called Becoming Bond. And it's all about um, George Lazenby. Uh, George Lazenby was the actor who only played Bond once in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, it's, a funny, it's a funny little documentary. They sort of dramatize, you know, George Lazenby's story. And it, it's entertaining. Um... But, I mean, when you think about James Bond, you know, Sean Connery, best one was Dr. No. George Lazenby, he only did one. Roger Moore, my favorite's always been The Spy Who Loved Me. It's the first Bond movie I ever saw. Uh, Timothy Dalton, he only did two. And my favorite's always going to be Living Daylights. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye, of course, because everything after that just got kind of cheesy Roger Moore-ish. And Daniel Craig... My favorite's always going to be Casino Royale, although Skyfall is a very, very, very close second to that. But the problem is that all these actors, and George Lazenby in the documentary really goes into this, George Lazenby like turned down a contract for six movies and millions of dollars, and, you know, he just didn't want to sign a contract that basically signed away his life. Um, he showed up to the premiere of Honor Majesty's Secret Service with a beard and like everybody flipped out because he didn't look like James Bond and George Lazenby was just I mean he was a male model and before that he was a car salesman and he got lucky with this one Bond role and after the first one he was like you know this is fun but I, I don't want to do this it's a great documentary but it got me thinking about you know just how typecast you know these actors get like Sean Connery um, he's always going to be iconic, but he did so many good movies. I mean, of course, he had he got the Academy for the Untouchables. Uh, two favorites favorites of mine are Medicine Man and Russia House. Um, Russia House is a great espionage story. Uh, Roger Moore, poor Roger Moore, he never really had any good movies. He got the job as James Bond because because he, he did the Saint. But uh, there's not like a Roger Moore movie where I think, ooh, I want to see that. Now Timothy Dalton. That's another actor he didn't really want to get kind of typecast. Um, going into the role, he, he he really tried to humanize the character of James Bond. And um, I think he kind of had some creative differences there. But Timothy Dalton has done some great movies. You know, um, He did a great comedy called Hawks about uh, guys with cancer. And um, he was the villain in Hot Fuzz. So he always kind of pops up. And um, he's always going to be one of my favorite actors. Now, Pierce Brosnan, he got the job as James Bond because he did Remington Steel, and he was supposed to take over before, I think before Timothy Dalton or after Roger Moore. I forget the timeline. But anyway, he did Remington Steel, and then that's how he became James Bond. But P 
Pierce Brosnan, he, once again, he sort of pops up in movies that aren't really that great. Uh, one of my favorites is this movie called Taffin. Um, it's about this Irish guy. He's not like a mob guy, but he, he lives in this Irish town and he just fixes problems and kind of stands up to, to bullies. That was, that was a good one. And Daniel Craig, by the time the movie Layer Cake came out, I think it was rumored that he was going to be James Bond, but it was pretty, pretty obvious that he was going to be James Bond. Um, but coming up, uh, was it no time to die? It, it looks like our next James Bond, um, might be a female or might be a person of color. Um, the political climate being what it is, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but, uh, I'm curious to see the new James Bond, which has gotten delayed so many times. But yeah, check out that documentary. It's called Becoming Bond. It's on Hulu. Like I said, it's pretty entertaining. And before I sign off, um, Two Consoles Too Late, I think, is going to get a facelift after, uh, I think after 28 episodes. I kind of want to change some stuff around. Um, Kind of changed the format a little bit, you know, not so much topic based. Um, just like I, I talked a lot today about James Bond, but, you know, just try to find articles that are interesting. Uh, might try to get some new music. Um, I want to I've been talking about it and talking about it. I want to start doing interviews. And so, I don't know, I think uh, I just want to kind of freshen it, freshen up the image, as it were. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, thanks for listening. Check me out on Facebook and YouTube at Two Consoles Too Late. And stay tuned for further episodes and updates. Have a good one. Bye.